You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Christy Heiler hosts a fantastic podcast called Own It. Christy, tell us more about the show. Own It is all about celebrating women and non-binary advertising agency owners. We talk about buying out of the Boys Club of Advertising because less than 1% of ad agencies are owned by women. And where can people subscribe? You can find the podcast at untilyouownit.com. We're also on the Marketing Podcast Network at marketingpodcast.net. And of course, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You heard her. Go subscribe. You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Robbie Samuels hosts the On the Schmooze podcast. Robbie, tell listeners what to expect from the show. Since 2015, I've interviewed entrepreneurs who overcame challenges to achieve success in their field or industry. Tune in to On the Schmooze to listen as I ask deep questions to elicit untold stories about leadership and networking. And where can people subscribe? Find the show at ontheschmooze.com or on marketingpodcast.net or just search for it wherever you get your podcasts. You heard them. Go subscribe. A lot of the species in the Pine Barrens, like the pygmy pitch pine, only open their seed pods over 400 degrees. What? Oh, Wow. So these are species that need fire to to spread. I teach the classes and things with with fairly rigid structures. And then within those rigid structures are pockets, right? Yeah. Like here's an opening. Insert something. Fuck around and find out within this structure and right. this structure will support you. If you want to make a million dollars, if you want to make a billion dollars, you've got to figure out what you're giving that's worth that. What is up? If you're a coach, a service provider, or a business owner, you are in the place to learn how to build your business. Welcome to Legend Maker Radio. I'm your host, Tanya Daka. This is where we build legends who rebuild the world through marketing, mindset, and messaging. And each week, I bring you the actionable steps, the inspiring stories, and the motivation you need to move your business forward quickly. Thanks so much for being here. I appreciate you and your time. Let's jump into this week's episode. Um, here we are. There he is. (laughs) How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Very good. How are you? I'm doing great. And I'm like going to get my fangirling out of the way for a minute. (laughs) Go ahead. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you so much for gracing the, the, the halls of legend maker global. (laughs) Cause you certainly are a legend though. Oh goodness. Hardly. No, you are actually, because with 30 years in your field, like that kind of makes you a legend just in and of itself. But just then we're going to add the books and the courses. Is it eight? It's eight, right? No, no, I don't think so. Um, I lost protection, real sorcery, financial, sex, elements, consorting. I think it's just six. Is it? Okay, so Amazon has it, has it listed for eight. So maybe there's... You know uh... why? Because... Um, for, so real sorcery is one, and then um, the sorcerer's secrets is another. But real sorcery is just the sorcerer's secrets with a new title. So what prompted that? Wiser. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they wanted to change you know it was originally published with new page wiser bought new page and they wanted to change the title and give it more you know so i updated i gave like little chapter endings to everything like that's what i thought then here's what i think now and you know and that was awesome that was an awesome ad so what I want to know, though, like, OK, what brought you to New Page? What brought you to the the publishing houses? Did you try um, or were you like approached about writing? So it was actually it's kind of funny. Um, I was doing articles at the time, right? Like I, I was writing for a small magazine that I helped start in Philadelphia called Behutet. Mm hmm which for a while, actually, for a little local zine, enjoyed international distribution through Tower Books. Nice. uh, Which was really cool. Um, So, like, we started it 
and then a, somebody on the magazine staff worked for Tower Books, and and thus copies were appearing in Hong Kong and and everything else. It was neat. Yeah, that is cool. But, um, I started writing in the early two thousands, thinking I would get my you know thoughts out a little bit. So I wrote a couple articles for uh, Witchbox. And the first article was actually rooted in me being absolutely disgusted with everyone on Witchbox that month, because it was it was about spellcrafting that month, and the Witchbox was just filled with people that were like, "Intention is all that matters. These ingredients don't really like whatever you know just." imagine it's the right color and and you know none of this really make it's all about your intention and then to cap it off an author named carl mccullman who was a pagan author at the time wrote a piece basically spells are a plague to paganism like they're they're like magic and spellcraft is just robbing the rich spirituality of magic and paganism. And that was it. (laughs) I I wrote this piece called Spellcrafting, The Real Witch's Craft. And I kind of just went on and was like, no, no, no. Like, people did not preserve these recipes travel to 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 just copy by hand things out of someone else's library uh you know people did not record these formulas for you to just go well i don't have any hide on the conquer route so i'll just write hj the c on a piece of paper and throw it in the mojo bag and <laughs> you know it's just as good it's all it's all about my intention and you know this pagan spirituality that you're talking about, like the roots of witchcraft, like we don't have any ancient witchcraft cults that are real, right? Like we have modern cults and and we have folk magic practices, which are mostly Christian. Um, and, And we have... You know, I'm like, so if you want to look at the roots of the real witch's craft, it's it's in the spells, it's in the magic. And I just, you know, I lambasted Carl <laughs> and uh, he wrote for New Page. And so New Page contacted me and asked if I wanted to write a book. Nice. So I talked with them and, and we all agreed that protection was something that needed a fresh voice. Uh, people were really like looking at Dion Fortune as like the end all be all of protection magic. And mm-hmm. we're talking about a book where she's seriously concerned about, you know, witches blighting crops and black lodges out there who exist purely to do evil, right? Like, you know, just a bunch of people getting together and you know wreaking havoc <laughs> um you know and, and of course and and she very rather racistly like anyone like never mind africa just like southern europe that's not, it's sus- like if it's from the iberian peninsula or italy that that's probably satanism you know uh like anything that's not english magic is is obviously black evil stuff so we need you know we need a fresh voice so i started doing uh, i start i wrote protection and reversal magic i should add carl mccullman has since converted to catholicism um and writes amazing books on contemplative christianity and catholicism so if anybody's interested in mystical christianity his books are fantastic uh, but he still has this bent about magic. Like, like we've talked, and, and he's still like, you know, yeah, we get those novena Catholics. You know, the monks just sort of laugh them off. Like, you know, well, you're not 
you're not sitting in silence and, and hearing the still small voice of God. You're, you know, frantically praying to our Mary, the untire of knots to, you know, help <laughs> you win the lottery or, you know, St. Joseph, you're burying his statue upside down to sell your house. And <laughs> that's not what we do. So he's still on the, you know, very spiritual, not very magical side of things. Gotcha. And and that brings me to a really like one of your legendary aspects is that you walk with one foot in in kind of both worlds. You do Christian magic, you do sorcery, you do Satan. Uh, not, I'm sorry. Is that it's not the word is not demon magic. What What is like? Well, it's all, you know, if, uh, diabolist, I guess you might diabolist. want to say. So, you know, I, I look <clears throat> As has kind of historically been done, I look at uh, the figure of, of Satan and demons through the lens of the grimoires, which is, there's still, it's all part of that um, Christian worldview. The, yeah. the big difference is, is rather than evil, I see them as individualistic. That's right. right. You've talked about that in classes. Yeah. Yeah. So the figure of, of Satan and Lucifer, if we want to take sort of a, a Baldarian view, right? Mm -hmm. It's not about evil. It's about rebellion, right? And so if we look now in our modern world and, and we can see how both structure and order and conformity in, is important, and so is rebellion and individualism. Um, you know, we, we, we raise, when our kids are really small, right? It's, it's you Do must thing. do mm -hmm. these things mm -hmm. or you'll get hurt. Right. Right? Like, you, you have to do these things. Like, you, you, you're, the kid cannot just walk out on their own when they're five years old. Right. Um, and then they get into the teen years, and there's a healthy rebellion there, right? If there's no rebellion, if there's no testing of the boundaries, I think that's worrying as a parent, right? right? Like, right. Nobody wants like a 16-year-old is like, I just want to hang out with you, mom. Um, <laughs> like, that, like, no, you, you want to test the boundaries. You want to go out with your friends. You want to hopefully not do incredibly stupid things. But you want to find your your voice right. or who you are. You're gonna, you're gonna break curfew a little bit. You're gonna you're gonna talk with your friends about things that are not, you know, that you're not gonna talk with me about. Um, you know, you're gonna you're gonna surf for porn and then hide it when you hear your parents coming and like that's all normal. It's natural. Um yeah. as much as any of that can, you know, be natural. <laughs> but um it's that kind of rebellion. And, and as an adult, we can kind of see things where, okay, no one is doing this. I'm going to do it. I'm going to be disruptive in a way that maybe helps grow, maybe helps, you know, create a new niche in an industry. I'm not going to do the same old thing. But at the same time, there's also a matter of, well, you know, these are the, you know, the norms for a reason. Mm -hmm. And so if we just toss them out because they're norms and I'm a disruptor, then we just get chaos, right? Yep. We have nothing to replace it with. Exactly. Which I think is where the internet has kind of driven us into like a weird place it's very good at disruption not so good at building right um but that's a whole other thing that we will get into because i want to i want to touch on that too as well with you because you have you're a big voice in that arena as well oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> well, like it or not right yeah well you know i i probably open my mouth more than i should no it's not more than you should because otherwise we're just conforming and 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 just letting things be and doing as it's been done but yeah. like you said we have to have that healthy rebellion and, and a lot of people don't understand 
what that looks like, what that's supposed to be, because they've been trained to just do the thing. Just don't ask questions. Yep. Right. So yep. it's a it's it's a big problem and it brings a lot of big problems with it. And and so it's like a chain reaction. So it's good. We like your voice. I like your voice. I have no idea about politics. OK, because <laughs> I'm gen x like to my core and it's like fuck it you know and i'm didn't bother with learning all of that stuff in school i was like my voice didn't matter i didn't need to be heard and then it wasn't until your voice was heard until i heard your voice that i started you know really realizing that it's this mentality that is dangerous so i thank you for that i thank you for your voice because it, it does help those of us who aren't as versed in what's going on Honestly, I don't want to be versed in. I don't want it to be like the the thing that that like encircles my whole life and and like this is my focus. So I'm happy that you do it, so I can and and uh, so I can follow in your footsteps. But with the with that said, though, um, your your magic bringing your magic back to the arena where like you are in that state of teaching people how to think for themselves, do for themselves. Like that's basically how you teach magic too. Like we, we ask questions in class and it's like, you know, use it. Now, have you, have you ventured out into the woods? We know about the Pine Barrens. I'm the the uh, people watching may not know about the Pine Barrens, but the Pine Barrens of New Jersey is where right. um, the whole sorcery of Hecate course came about, which I need to bring um, back into focus for everybody. But um, sorcery of Hecate course was kind of rooted in that area. Have you been out into your new digs and and sort of established yourself there? I'm sure you have. I have. I have. <laughs> yeah, a lot. Um, so there, I mean, there's a lot of wilderness to cover here in Vermont. <laughs> and, Vermont, uh, I'm sorry. But yes, certainly, you know, um, my property as well as you know hiking the mountains and and the, the visiting the spirits of the lakes and things like that um it's you know it's a little different the pines are flat and mm-hmm. uh while there are certainly areas of the pines where you can just get lost and disappear mm-hmm. um you know one of the the country's top wilderness survival schools is in Waretown, new jersey uh, wow. which you wouldn't think of as like a big wilderness school, but right. uh, the Pine Barrens really are barren. There's there's mm-hmm. not a lot down there. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, the mountains are are rocky and a little harder and, and so on. So, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I have definitely uh, gotten out and visited the graveyards and the 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 ponds and uh i go kayaking regularly hiking regularly but when when you do that though some of the places it can be a little rough that's um, awesome camping yeah i was gonna because in the pine barrens you like would do ritual out there at at night normally right so do you make it a normal part of your life in vermont as well not so much, not as much. Uh, it's a little colder mm-hmm. for one thing. And, you know, come winter, it's, it's covered snow. in snow. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a serious amount of snow. Um, so in the summer, I mean, the outdoors, yes. Mm-hmm. Getting out and doing ritual deep in the woods, no, because while there, you know, there's plenty of trails, they're also well hiked here because it's a hiking area. Whereas in the mm. Pine Barrens, nobody goes. you can be out there on a trail and see no one for hours and hours and hours. Mm-hmm. You know, in the summers around here, you'll be hiking and it can actually be crowded. Really? You know? Yes. And, and, you know, depending on where you are, I mean, there are road signs in the woods of, you know, because like, hey, you're you're climbing up to Deer Leap, but that's also where the Appalachian Trail crosses the Long Trail. And you'll see just signs in the middle of woods like Maine, that that many miles, (laughs) Massachusetts is that many miles. I love it. Yeah. And what's funny is uh, I once picked up a family on the side of the road 
they looked absolutely terrified. And uh, the guy I knew, I could see he was from New Jersey. And uh, he was like, you know, when does this trail loop back around? And I'm like, <laughs> it this is the Appalachian Trail. It goes from Maine to Georgia. Like, it doesn't loop. He's like, oh, he goes, you know, the trails in, in New Jersey all loop around. I'm like, yeah, this isn't a park. This is, you know. This is the so trail. back to his car. <laughs> that is like, awesome. We've been hiking for hours and we don't seem to be, you know, heading back to the car. I'm like. Yeah, no, yeah. you're not. <laughs> yeah, if so, you want to hike a loop, you have to. Go back to New Jersey. What's that? You got to go back to New Jersey if you want to. Yeah, you got, well, I mean, you can you can chart like roads, and you know, you hike from this road, then down the road to another trail. There True. are ways, but yeah. yeah, True. So with the with the the spirits of place where you are compared to the spirits of place where the Pine Barrens are, like, how do you like? Do you feel a difference? Is there is there a big difference in the in the atmosphere, in the environment, in the energy, in the spirits? There is a little bit it's hard to put my finger on exactly mm -hmm. um there is actually the spirits here are a lot calmer than the ones really i always found the spirits in the pine barrens to be really vibrant and excitable um they're they're which is a friend of mine had noted there that the pine barrens used to be underwater and that mm. there is a high quartz content in the sand, and mm. that most of the the ground there is sandy. Yeah. Uh -huh. Um. But yeah, I find the 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 spirits here. I mean, they're spirits of the dead, and they're spirits of the trees and and mm -hmm. rocks and whatnot. But they're they're a little calmer. They're a little older. They're more mature. Um. You know, and these mountains are are old. The, these are not the highest yeah. mountains by any stretch. But these mount, like the caves in these mountains, typically don't have fossils in them like they do out west mm -hmm. because they're older than bones. They're older than wild when beings formed bones like vertebrates. Um, yet we do have some of the best preserved coral and and mitochondria fossils and things wow even though we're not bordering the ocean the ocean yeah right yeah but we have some of the best preserved um you know sea life fossils that's in so Vermont, cool that is, is so very cool. strange but yeah now, see, when you say when you said the appalachian trail it's like immediately for me i'm thinking like that's some strong magic there. Yeah. Right. Maybe it's more magic of the dead rather than spirits of place sort of thing. Well, Maybe that's... you know, the, it's a long <clears throat> trail. So Appalachia in Georgia, and you think about Appalachian magic, right? Mm -hmm, so you mm -hmm. think about the magic of root work and... Right you know, practitioners that were utilizing the Psalms and, um, you know, doing that kind of folk magic, which is really common in Appalachia. Yeah. And then as you get further north and it's it's colder, it's there's less of that up here. It's it's a little bit different. Gotcha. Um, which took me a while to get used to. Really? But, yeah, you know, this is this is the area where a lot of new thought took hold, right? Like Christian science was mm. was uh Mary Baker Eddy, I think that's her name, was born not too far from here. Joseph Smith, the Mormon founder, was mm -hmm. born 20 minutes away from where I live. Wow. Um you know, but there was there was a lot of new thought, a lot of um, a lot of that kind of thing going on up here. And then, of course, yeah. we have the idea, at least, of Salem witches and and the witchcraft of the Puritans, yeah, and that kind of folk magic, which is a little bit different than the magic of Appalachia. But 
It's the Appalachian mountain chain, nonetheless. It's still, it's still like the history there is just so rich and so, you know, so wow. So I'm yeah. surprised that it's a calmer area spiritually than, <laughs> than New Jersey, but that's very cool. Not less powerful, <clears throat> but calmer. It's also more firm. There's in, in Vermont, especially, there's not a lot of uh, humans are not encroaching on the wilderness in any kind of devastating way i mean mm. vermont is very green there's no billboards i love that got two interstates in the whole state wow um which you know you can get on and there's hardly anyone on them even at rush hour wild Six hundred thousand people in the state so i had I no mean, idea yeah like my kids when they were in grade school here their grade school had 90 kids K through six. What? And, yep. And that was considered one of the bigger schools in the area. Now what? that they're in high school, they're going to school with kids that had like three kids in sixth grade. Yeah. Wow. Or schoolhouses where they combined grades because there just were not enough kids. Yeah. Wow. That but is my like that. <laughs> Whereas in New Jersey, of course, the pine barrens are wild, but it's almost like fiercely protected. And you have mm -hmm. the, the Jersey devil energy. But what is wild down there in and 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 still, you know, of nature is it's encroached upon by New York and Philadelphia. Right. Mm -hmm. Like Philadelphia mm -hmm. presses in the suburbs, press in from the west uh, and, and New York presses down from the north mm -hmm. and the Pine Barrens slowly yield a little bit to development each year. And also the pine like here in Vermont, we get tons of rain, which is why it's mm -hmm. green. The mm -hmm. Pine Barrens are really characterized by fire. Mm. Um, a lot of the species in the pine barrens, like the pygmy pitch pine, only open their seed pods over 400 degrees. What? Yep. Oh, wow. So these are species that need fire to, to spread. Um, and there are always huge sections of the pine barrens that are burned out at any given time. That is so wild. That is so wild. Yeah. So so in your in your journey to where you have come from New Jersey to Vermont and you've made your way in all of these spirit you all spiritual communities actually meaning spirits not spirituality but um like are you are you of the same what I'm trying to say like we see you as like the man to go to for magic education. Is your name known amongst the spirits like that? Is that a stupid question? <laughs> no, no, it's not. Um, and so the, the answer is, you know, like, did I show up in Vermont and spirits are like, Hey, we heard about Bow to him. <laughs> However, you get to be known when you when you make regular offerings the spirits mm. get to know you quickly because not okay. many people do and so when i say you know less wild um i i i don't mean less potent or powerful right. I mean less right. wild in the way that like a 40 year old is less wild than a, a 17 year old you know? right right um i've There's had still power there just the deepest most mature experiences here for sure on oh. on old rocks and you know things like this i mean my whole property has just enormous rocks that you know come up that, that i can meditate on and and so on so that's so cool. uh but yeah when you make regular offerings it gets you known and when you do some magic out in the wilderness it, it mm -hmm. gets you known um, I'm also a fan of of planting things in the wilderness, not plants, but 
you know, magical objects. So, oh, yeah. Uh, they're, they're these devil heads. And I have one here um, in the office. But there's about 12 of them in secreted away in little nooks in the woods. And you put all of those there? I did, yeah. That's so yeah. cool. What what was the drive behind that? What was the mentality behind that? You Protection? know, it was it was sort of a, a a way to see if I could cast a net over an area, if you will, um, and and kind of um, spread the presence of of the horned one which you can think of as the devil or you can think of as the horned god of paganism or, you know, definitely not the devil of evil, but right. that, um, wisdom, gnosis, that kind of uh, horned one. And did you get like a result that, or do you have, yeah, well, I'm guessing it's ongoing, so it's not a resulted thing. Yeah, but no, did I, you get I definitely the feel the connection. And, and when I look at my, you know, devil's head here on my fireplace mantle in my office i uh which i can actually like i don't know if you can see it over there it's, it's oh yeah over, there it yeah, is yeah it's over near the hecate painting yeah uh, i next see to it the TV. So, so cool. not exactly a huge altar but um don't need a huge space though do you no not not for that uh but you know i i look and i contemplate i feel that presence and i can i can feel the way in which those other heads sort of act as like cell phone towers that's a, like literally what i was like it's it feels like like this is the 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 main the main guy and then you have right. like the not the minions but, but so do you do anything when you like you put them out there? Do you like go out and 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 make offerings out there regularly to each of them? How does that work? Does that consume a lot of your time if you have to do maintenance? No, out there? no, no, no. Okay. I wish I was that dedicated. I, I know. I, really do. I, like, I don't I, see I, you doing that. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, I'm, I'm. You know, I mean, apart from business, I've got two kids. I've got a wife. It's. You know, I I would love to spin tales of how I do things like, but it's not true. <laughs> um, you know, I just I thought it would be cool to get them out there. I plant each one with a, an invocation and an offering, and then that's it. Some of them they might not even be there anymore. You know, some of them I might they might somebody might see them and be like, oh, decide I'm to take it. Uh, but they're none of them are particularly obvious. Oh, okay. So none they'd have to be looking. Like, yeah, none of them are like you know who put this here, and I'm going to call the police, and you know. So, but yeah. So, say someone takes one of those, what 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 happens? Do they do they reap the rewards of having it or nothing? You know, I don't know. There's there's definitely no curse or anything. Yeah. So. Uh, let, let me just make that clear. There's no, <laughs> yeah, no, no harm will come <laughs> should someone take one home or anything like that. <laughs> um, I'm not about that kind of, you know. Yeah. Thing. But, yeah. Um, you know, I mean, will they reap the rewards? Depends on who they are, I guess. Depends on what Depends they on do with they it are. once Maybe they get it. they'll be inspired, you know. But for the most part, it'll probably just... Would you replace it if you found uh, found them gone? Found one gone? I might. I might not. I don't know. Just depends on your mood, huh? It was it was a project for a time, you know. Mm -hmm. Like it it was like, hey, this would be really cool. Yeah, let's try it. I would see. actually love it if people like, um, you know, because every state has places that are like the Devil's Gorge, the Devil's Bridge, the Devil's Pond, the Devil's this, the Devil's that, the Devil's, you know. Um, like I love a villain. <laughs> has I would love it if people would like like hide a little like devil's head somewhere in those places. It would be an incredible diabolic network. All right. I, so you hear I'm that? Not even, like I'm not a Satanist by any stretch of the imagination. This is not my main uh, thing. It's just you know it it is that. Uh, there's a little rebellion. There's a little, little middle finger there going on. A little middle finger, but 
it's not, you know, and that's the thing. It's not people imagine you're on one side or the other. But is a parent on the other side of, of a teenager? No, that's they still true. love the teenager. And they I don't know, them. some parents, you might not, and, sometimes you can't make that assumption. <laughs> yeah, well, yes, but you, you want a certain amount of rebellion and, yeah. and um, you know, and even if it's more than you want, you, you still love and care for that. Exactly. Person, and hopefully the, the kid still loves and cares for you. There's, there's a mystery there that's deeper than... This is evil and this is good. Yeah. Yeah. It's getting people to understand that. Though. That's that's the hard part. But um, so let me let me come back to um your journey to legend. Okay. I know you <laughs> just humor me. You said you thought it would be something cool to try, right? Like I know yeah. as as a student of yours for like I don't know how many years now, that has been like your thing just go fucking try it and figure it out if it fails it fails yeah. if it doesn't it doesn't like would you say that that is one of the keys that have brought you to where you are just fuck around and find out yes so it is um coupled with studying with people and learning and um not just learning from books but learning from people hearing their stories so you know just like the rebellious teenager who who is bound to test the boundaries they're still aware of the boundaries right mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. they still have this idea that the boundary was set for a reason mm -hmm. They may decide as an adult, it was a stupid reason, and now they don't do that. Yeah. But they also might get a sense of, oh, no, now I really understand why I wasn't supposed to do that, right? Like, right. Um, and so I, there's, there's a good deal of fucking around and finding out. But sometimes I think people glorify that to the extent of throw everything why out. Why read about this? Just fuck around and find out. Right. Why would right. I take any precautions? Just fuck around and find out. Why? Right. So it's with everything, I find myself kind of constantly at odds with, for lack of a better word, the internet. Mm -hmm. uh, I think the internet is breaking us as 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 people. I really do. Um, I, I think that it drives people to the edges and they feel they need to stake out a claim in one tribe or one way of thinking. And when really all healthy adult decisions and come from a dynamic tension, right? Yep. They yep. come yep. from... How is this going to affect the collective or how can the collective work yet also individualism, right? Right. It comes right. from a tension between these things. And so we see, I see people all the time that are like, you can go into a Hecate group, right? There's, there's God knows how many, and some of them have thousands of people many of whom know nothing about Hecate whatsoever because they've just decided that Hecate is a name that they like and why would they read about her when they can just call her and then she is whatever they imagine her to be. Right. Uh, I was invited to a Hecate group and I'm still a moderator there, although I don't visit it very often. But um, I went on the group and it caused a huge stir when I said, this is called the Hecate study group. Let's study something. Let's, mm -hmm. <laughs> let's pick, and it, not one of my books. I picked um, Hecate Liminal Rights by Sarita Deste, probably my favorite book on Hecate. It's short, it's cheap, 
Sometimes it's free on Kindle. It's pithy as hell. It covers the whole history. There's no nonsense. It just really is probably the best introduction to Hecate in in the ancient world all the way up through Shakespeare that I can think of. And it's, awesome. it's short, right? So this is like, hey, let's take a chapter a week. We'll read it. We'll discuss it. You know, if, if you and I even said, if you can't afford the five bucks for the copy, I will send you one. <laughs> like I will literally they lost their minds $100 sending people <laughs> this book you would have thought that I had told people that they had to do a semester at the Sorbonne <laughs> it was like you know why this is I we don't get to know Hecate from books and and this is gonna you know that's not the Hecate I talk to my Hecate you know, sprinkles fairy dust and tells me <laughs> I'm right every day. And, and it was, I mean, people really got angry and left. Yeah, I bet. At the suggestion. How dare you? How dare so, you? You know, when, when, like I teach the classes and things with, with fairly rigid structures. And then within those rigid structures are pockets, right? Yeah. Like here's an opening insert something fuck around and find out within this structure and right. this structure will support you right? right right like decorate the inside of the room but first you need to build a solid and stable room right and i you know when i tell if we say like pete too many people are just like magic is all about what you believe and screw around and find out and then other people are like magic is all about following the rules of this mm -hmm. particular book yeah and it's like no magic is like any other real thing it's a it's a dynamic tension between form and freedom and that uh it, it's allowing yourself to learn the rules so that you can break them in a healthy way yes think about Think about, you know, you're a Gen Xer, so you probably knew, like, it doesn't want to be beat writers, right? Yeah. Like, people that are in college, and they're just like, I don't need to know to, to <laughs> learn how to write. I'm going to be like Kerouac. I'm just going to sit down and stream of consciousness. Yeah. And, oh, Let man, go. I'm going to be William S. Burroughs because he, there are no rules. No, these people knew all the rules. Yeah. And then they broke the rules. Right. If you don't know the rules at all, then you know. Then you're not you're not giving yourself music, it's the same of anything. Right. You're not giving yourself that that this the foundation that you need to be able to to break them exactly. and do the things. So yeah. um one of the one of the things that um I struggled with early on in my journey was knowing which thing to listen to, right? Like there are lots of books on Hecate. Which one is the right? Which one is the wrong, right? So um, it comes down to being able. And the, one of the reasons that um, I ended up in your classes was because you had the real deal. Like you could feel that it was real. You know what I mean? It didn't yeah. feel like some of the airy fairy other things going on out here in the, in, in the whatever this is out here. And, and it, um, so you kind of have to, you kind of have to give yourself the benefit of the doubt in choosing what's right when it comes to learning what the rules are, especially when you're bringing it to the internet to find out. It's going to get harder and harder. Yeah. It's, it's, it's AI, harder, baby. harder to see what's real and what's not. Yeah. Um, I just purchased a book that my protection reversal magic was listed in cosmopolitan and and so i congrats bought a couple other books on the list one of which i can't say for sure but i'm fairly certain it was written by ai and i know this because i recognize patterns not yeah i recognize patterns i recognize certain uh segments mm -hmm. it's like it's not exactly plagiarized, but it's 
pretty close to being right. plagiarized. And then I went to look up the author, and you can't find anything about them. Oh, they don't look really at that. exist. So, yeah. And so you've, you've got this kind of weird, like we went from, okay, people, some people wrote good books, some people wrote crappy books. And then we went to web pages and then we went to TikToks and, mm -hmm. you know, we, you know, and with each successive thing, we boost the noise and lower the signal. Yep. And now with AI, it's sort of like, now we don't even need the people doing insane TikToks. We've got machines to generate bullshit, <laughs> bullshit for us. <laughs> and it's so disturbing. It is. It really is. It, the, the effect that it's having on just what what is real and what is not real. And, yeah. and you know, I mean, there are smart people out there who, who have profession, you know, they're professionals. Mm -hmm. Believe things that are just clearly and demonstrably not true. Mm -hmm. Because there's so much information out there there and it looks like it might be real so if you want to believe it go ahead and it's yeah we're we're in a crisis we are we really are that's why i hope your voice stays strong and loud and that you do not uh pull back from the bullshit that that you are pounded with daily um because we need that we need the the sensibility. We need the reminder. I want you to give everybody um, what you would tell them. What What's your advice for someone who is not 30 years into their industry and not what yet well-known? What is it that made you what you are that they should consider taking action on? Yeah, so... Um... My big advice for people in any kind of business is first service. If you want to make a million dollars, if you want to make a billion dollars, you've got to figure out what you're giving that's worth that. And that's really the key. It's not money first. It's service first. What are you putting True. out there? Um, and then honestly, everything can flow from that. The next concern after service is differentiation. What am I, how am I different than other people in the marketplace? But even that is sort of encapsulated in service, because if you're the same as everyone else, then you're not really being of service. There's a hundred right. other people out there. What is unique about what you're doing? And, and or how you're doing it that is different than what everybody else is doing. That's going to differentiate you in the marketplace. That's how people are going to know. And, and that's going to be the cornerstone of your success. It's going to be the thing that can't be replicated. After that, I it's play it straight and true. Um, I see all every... Every year there's new kind of programs and funnels and, and, you know, seminars for this and that. And here's how you do it now. And now we offer a free ebook to people. And then, you know, it's my philosophy has been my grandfather's philosophy. He, he ran a hardware store. My dad ran a hardware store. And the philosophy was serve the customer, charge a, a good price for what you're doing, tell people what you have, and that's that. Like that's yeah. that's it. That's that don't be shy, don't be sketchy, don't don't overly package and and try to trick people. Don't, you know, well, this is an 
article <laughs> that ends in a big sales pitch. Uh, just make a sales pitch, right? Like, this is what I have. This is why it's good. And that in itself in this day and age differentiates you. It literally uh, does. And the thing is, when you're 30 years in, then you'll see that you're still there when other people that were doing these kinds of things, hopping from one program to the next or one weird, oh, well, what we're going to do is we're going to inflate the pricing and then give a 70% discount. So we could, you know, like all kinds of like sketchy price things and just be solid, be stable, tell people what you have and sell it. And that's that, like, that's the secret. Just, Pretend you're running an old school hardware store. That's yeah, go my back to basics. Go back like, to basics. That's how I'm still in business um, is I provide something that I would have wanted and paid for. And, and that's where that, I don't have any secrets. That's it. That's yeah. That's, that's, that's what I would tell people starting off just, that's cool. Straightforward. That's cool. Be back to of service, and then and tell people about it. And tell people about it. Play yep. it straight. Yep. And it has served you well. And I am so so honored that you jumped on here with me today and shared your wisdom and allowed us to to get a look into Jason Miller, the author, the magician, the sorcerer, the teacher. So thank you so thank much. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. That's a wrap on this week's episode. Thank you so much for joining Jason Miller and I. And if you'd like to find out more about the Sorcery of Hecate or Jupiter, the Sorcery of Achievement or the Black School of St. Cyprian, or even uh, one of his many books like Financial Sorcery or Consorting with the Spirits, all are highly recommended and have a great track record. You can check them all out on strategicsorcery.net. That's strategicsorcery.net. Check out his goods and find what you like. Thanks so much for being here with us. I appreciate you. I'll see you next week. This podcast is heard along the Marketing Podcast Network. For more great marketing podcasts, visit marketingpodcasts.net.